Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to today's episode. We are talking all about the biggest blocks to creating consistent income. Now, the number one thing that clients often will come to me struggling with or needing help and support with is really about avoiding the roller coaster income ride. The biggest transition that you will ever face in going from a steady, regular, every two week paycheck, being an employee of somebody else's business to being the boss, the entrepreneur, and the one who cuts your own checks in your own is avoiding that up and down, inconsistent income that can have you running for the hills. Am I right? So in today's episode, that is exactly what we're going to be breaking down. We're going to help you to identify the biggest blocks that will keep you stuck and prevent you from seeing that consistent income that goes up and up and up and up and helps you to move away from fear, lack, just holding on to everything you got and allowing yourself to show up in your fullest authentic self from a place of abundance, prosperity, giving, and changing lives, because that's what it's all about. So again, we're talking about when you go from being an employee to being an entrepreneur and having to write your own checks based off of the income that you generate, based off of the activities that you're putting out in the market, and based off of the impact that you're having with your clients and potential clients, that it can be very unsteady going from every two weeks, like clockwork, you're getting paid to all of a sudden, you may or may not be getting paid every two weeks, depending on what just happened in the weeks and the months before. Okay, because that's part of your sales pipeline. We'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. So I have four things that I want to go over today. We'll see how long it takes. I, my plan is for this to be a fairly short and sweet episode because I want you in and out and boom, getting results with taking action, right? Because that's what it's all about. Now, if this is an area that you need help and support with, please feel free to come and apply for my uh, group program, Accelerator. Okay, so the link will be in the show notes for you below. It is the place to be if you are a change maker, a trailblazer, a pioneer, and you've hit an income ceiling. You know that you have untapped potential and you want to reach for more. But what you're doing right now, it is plateaued. And it's, I mean, you probably achieved a lot of success already, but you know that you're destined for more. And you don't have any more to give, right? No more time, no more effort, no more energy. Maybe you even think you don't have any more clients that will keep buying from you. These are all lies. And I want you to be able to see that there is more available for you if you're able to align your business model and take the right results, the right actions at the right time to produce the right results for you. And maybe it's just a matter of synergy and timing and synchronicity to align all of those things back in order, like when you maybe first started your business. 
or felt like you were the most you inside of your company. So show notes, go and check us out and we will have the link for you below where you can go and apply for the accelerator. So I alluded to a little bit, right? That being able to get consistent income, being able to see consistent results, results that actually increase over time, because that's really important too, right? It's not just a matter of just having same old, same old, because if I know anything about you, you're like my clients and they're constantly looking to elevate and do more to better themselves because they have so much potential in them that they know that they can keep going and helping more people. So that desire and that drive to serve, to help, to impact, to influence, and then correspondingly see their income rise and rise is definitely available, but it can't if you have number one, no plan. Now, I know that if you're like a lot of creative visionaries that sitting down and formulating a plan and putting your goals together and creating a strategic vision, like these are all grand, right? Like you have probably so many ideas that it's like, which one do I pick right now? But if you, what is the saying? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And yet so many, so many amazing, beautiful visionary entrepreneurs, this is what I see happening over and over again. It's like, oh, I'll just think it up and then just go. And so the plan kind of happens as you go along. Well, is it no wonder then that there is no stability? There is no consistency. There is nothing that you can actually project or predict in terms of what you are expecting. So that is what I call just throwing spaghetti against the wall, or even worse, you're building a business off a hope and a prayer. You hope it works, you pray that it works, and you're just running blind for the hills. How's that working for you? Because I know every time that I've done that in my business, it's a little bit like ostrich syndrome, meaning I actually don't want to see what could or would work, or more importantly, what could or would go wrong if I'm not properly planned and accounted for it. So this is not about being a doomsdayer. This is about making sure that you have taken into account the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, the threats, like really deep diving. And it doesn't have to take a long time to do this, but formulating a plan so that you know exactly what needs to happen. And as your business grows, that not just you, but your team, the people who support you, that help you to grow your business, not just you, that they're able to know and understand the expectations of what that growth plan looks like. You can't do that if you don't actually take the time to plan, to formulate it out and to basically take everything that's between the two ears in your head and put it somewhere in an organized, cohesive fashion so that it accounts for steps, like step by step by step by step. Now, it does not have to be super detailed. In fact, the best way to plan is to make sure that you have some kind of framework, right? That you can hold on to and it guides your day-to-day actions. It guides your week and your month and your quarter so that you can reach your annual goals and the plan that you have for this business of yours. But if you are so detailed that every single minute of every day is like documented of how you need to do things, then when, you know, synchronicity happens, when 
opportunities arise when what I like to call everyday miracles just show up for you because you are taking action, you're divinely inspired, you are building momentum, and you know exactly what you need to do and how you want to get to that end goal that the miracles start to, to show up in the gaps in between. And that allows you to go faster and quantum leap and accelerate your results. And that's exactly what we do inside of Accelerator. So without the plan first, you're literally just, you're out in thin air, which is not the best situation, I would say, because you're starting every single day, every single week, every single month from scratch, like brand new all over again. That is, my, for me, the definition of exhaustion, because if you know that there's some set routines that you're going to do, and this is not about creating boredom or monotony, this is about creating boundaries, expectations, Um frameworks, right? Like containers for how you're going to really express your creativity, express your gifts and express your experiences. So, so that they actually have an impact on other people instead of you burning and churning through all the energy and effort, wasting it on trying to figure things out. And where are you going to start this month? And where are those clients going to come from? And how are you going to fill your programs? And where are those leads that you actually need to see coming through? So if you keep doing that over and over and over again, then you're never going to have enough energy enough focus, enough drive and determination, enough time and money, all of the resources that are available to you in order to implement whatever it is that you actually desire that would generate more consistent income for you. So I know that it might feel like, oh, I don't want to have to do this, Susan, but you have to start where you are. And if you don't have a plan, that is where you need to begin, friend. Okay. So no plan is a big stumbling block. Take a look right now and just be honest. No judgment here. But do you have a plan based off of your annual income goals, right? Your revenue targets that you have for your company and your own personal income goals. What is the plan? What are you going to sell? How are you going to sell it? How frequently? What are your launches going to look like? Are you even going to launch? How are people going to find out about you? How are you going to invite people into your offers? All of these questions you should have answers to as somebody who is uh, producing income into your business, okay? That's your number one job. So it needs to be pretty tight, your answers for all of the things that I just suggested for you. If you need to go back and re-listen, I would highly recommend it a couple of times so that you can really dial in exactly what you're doing inside of your business that is driving those results driving that income and driving your ability to help clients at an even bigger level. Number two, big block. You're using the incorrect strategy. So this is going to be directly tied to number three. So I'm going to share number three right now as well. And we'll talk about it together. You are using the wrong strategy because you are thinking you're in the wrong stage of your business. So you have incorrectly or inspirationally decided that your business is in a different stage of life than it actually is. Now, this is a big danger because too often, and, and sometimes you'll hear this kind of referred to as don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter, you know, nine or 10. It, the whole idea behind this is that you cannot necessarily know where other people are at because you don't see all that goes in and out of their business. 
Okay, you only see the very, very tip of the iceberg, the surface level. The only person that would know 100% of it is the actual business owner, right? And those that would be privy to that information, but really and truly the workings, the inner workings, the mindset, the logistics, the operations, the finances, the people, the clients, the offer creation, the product development, like all the different arms of a business, all the different departments that a business touches, typically there's only one person, right? Now, as the company grows, other people will get delegated in so that more and more people kind of share that responsibility and that delegation and the ownership of that. But again, typically it's the CEO, the CEO right now, you friend, me friend, (laughs) is the one that needs to be looking at and overseeing all of these. So if you have identified that, and maybe incorrectly, that you are in the wrong stage of business, like you don't want to be in the startup stage. You want to be where everybody else is playing in the sandbox. You want to be at the growth stage or even the scaling stage, right? I have clients who come to me all the time where they have already achieved a certain level of success, right? They've achieved six figures and they want to now scale and continue to grow to seven figures and then beyond seven figures to really scale, right? So we have startup, early access, uh, initial stages, really for me, that is zero to 100K. In order for you to be able to validate your ideas and really have something that you know is going to work in your market, you need to get to that six-figure mark, okay? However you're going to do it. Once you've achieved that level of success in your business, it is much easier to then continue to grow to seven figures just with a few subtle tweaks. Now, here's the thing. Moving beyond seven figures to scale to eight, even nine figures takes a whole different strategy and ball game. There are some things in your business that actually may need to be broken down in order to create the opportunity for that to happen, right? So if you don't realize this and you are using scaling practices when you're first starting out, so the, I'll give you uh, an example of how this might look. I have clients who usually come around that six to seven figure mark, right? And even seven figure and beyond. But most of the time they've been able to do that organically, which is by and large through free opportunities, okay? Referrals, word of mouth, social media, um, networking, okay? In-person, virtually, however that's gonna look like without having to do any paid opportunities. So whether that's paid ads, paid uh, ventures, uh, joint partnerships, anything where you're having to pay in order to get a client. Now, referrals kind of is a little bit different because you may or may not have uh, referral opportunities, meaning you may you may or may not pay for referrals, okay? But in broad buckets, that's kind of where we would land them. So a lot of business owners will think it's sexy to scale and I want to put on ads of whatever kind. It could be through joint partnerships, collaborations, or actual advertisements through Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, Google. And oftentimes, when we've discussed this at large inside of Sales Mastery Society, my inner circle, so go to salesmasterysociety.com if you'd like more information on on how we can work together inside of that particular um, opportunity. 
if you have not validated your offer, if you have not validated your who, the clients that you work with, if you have not validated that what you want to provide in the market is valuable enough for people to pay for it, um, and you know how to sell, either through conversation, through a, a written format, like social media posts, email, uh, direct messages, chat, it will be very, very costly for you to implement an ad strategy of any kind without first doing that piece. So that's what I mean by using the incorrect strategy and not properly identifying what stage you are in your business. Every stage is required. Now, some people go through very, very fast and some people take a little bit longer. There is no right timing for how long it takes for you to go through each stage of your business and where you want to eventually be in your business. But using the incorrect strategy for the wrong stage will get you in a lot of trouble. It will cause a lot of confusion, overwhelm, cost, energy, and time. It will drain your resources. And if you have ever taken a course, a program, worked with a guide or a mentor and realized like, I'm not getting results, I want you to take a look and see, was it because it was the wrong strategy for where you are in your business? Or was it just the wrong strategy entirely? Meaning that even if you were in a different stage of your business, meaning like you are using a growth or a scaling strategy and you are in growth or scaling, but that strategy actually doesn't align to how you want to operate your business. It doesn't align to how you structure your team or your clients, your offers. It doesn't align to how you want to show up and spend your time on marketing and selling and having to deliver these particular offers to your clients. So if there's incongruence in any way with any of these pieces, then 100% the block is it's the wrong strategy, okay, which is number two. The wrong strategy implemented at the wrong stage of business will almost never work, like 99.99999999% because it's not <laughs> it's just not relevant, right? And so you're going to be like forcing yourself to try and accommodate for uh, a methodology, a framework, a strategy, a plan, instructions, like day-to-day -day things that you need to get done. And it's going to frustrate the heck out of you because you will really very rarely ever see any fruit from your labor in that regard. So most of the time, when we are chasing after incorrect strategies for the wrong stage of our business, it's because we have not properly identified what stage of business we're at. And it's great to be aspirational. It's great to want to continue the journey and do more, be more, have more. Absolutely. I encourage it. In fact, you, that's you, that's, you are my people, right? You are the people that I help and why I do this right now. But if you're not aware of where your, your business currently is so that you can address the bottlenecks, the breaks, the blocks, and help support you and your team as best as you possibly can so that you can push and move through whatever you are needing to build in order to get to the next stage, you have to still be in the stage. You still have to do the work to allow that stage to flourish and grow and become consistent so that in order for you to get to the next stage, there are learning items that need to happen now for you to master, to gain expertise in, to provide foundational support 
for yourself, your team, your clients, the offers, the processes, the systems at every stage. So zero to 100K, 100 to a million. Now, oftentimes we will hear about the ones and threes, especially in, I, I think I hear it more in the online space because I come from more traditional brick and mortar offline uh, businesses coming from the world of corporate finance. And, and that's my parents had a brick and mortar store for most of my life growing up. So I've never really heard about this pattern of ones and threes. I think it's more related to a mindset shift because I mean, I scaled the business to 15 million in 18 months. We busted through a lot of barriers very fast and did it very quickly um, without ever experiencing this ones and threes. So let me just take a quick pause and explain what I mean. So you may hear that there are um, like natural breaks or natural plateaus for businesses with income levels of ones and threes. So the first one would be 100,000. Well, really, it could be your first thousand, right? Just knowing that you can make money in your business. So a thousand, three thousand, ten thousand, thirty thousand, and then one hundred thousand. So for most of my clients, it's one hundred thousand, right? One hundred thousand is kind of the first milestone that they are like, I need to make sure that I know how to generate a hundred thousand in my business. And then as we continue to grow, you may hit another one at three hundred thousand, and then you're going to hit possibly another one between 300,000 and 1 million. Something at each of these breakpoints, one and three, that there may be a natural evolution of reflection, awareness, and opportunity to shift something in your business to be more aligned to the growth of where you're going to get to for the next level. Okay. Now it doesn't happen across the board, but I just wanted to mention that because I know that it is very common in my clients right? Um, that there's a lot of online speak about it. So I wanted to address that right here, right now, so that there is clarity, there is no confusion, and that you understand that that is something that could happen. But I don't really ascribe to these things because I'm unusual. I'm guessing you're unusual. And the typical things that are normal, quote, for folks, often I don't experience. It's not to say that I don't experience any issues or my clients don't experience issues. But if you're looking for problems like this, if you're expecting, oh my gosh, like what I did up to 100K is not going to work when I need to keep going to 300K or what I did to 300K just simply won't work to get me to a million dollars. I think that's a lie, right? It can, you can easily create a simple business with one or two offers and that could scale you, grow you to a million dollars with very few team members. But is it the best for you? I don't know. It's going to depend, right? And this is why the block to consistent income is really about making sure that number one, if you don't have a plan, you need to you need to fix that. Number two, that you're using the incorrect strategy. Number three, that you are using potentially the incorrect strategy because you haven't evaluated which stage of business that you're in. So you think you're in the wrong st wrong stage. <laughs> so you're focusing on the wrong things at the wrong time. The number one thing that I want you to, to use, the strategy that I want you to use, is to stop generalizing, to stop being a generalist, and to start specializing. 
Now, this is not the same as narrowing your niche, although it is somewhat related in in how I view it. When I'm teaching people how to narrow your niche, it really is about owning your expertise. And it's really about honing in on your special skills that allow you to become the go-to expert, that allow you to become the specialist as opposed to the generalist. Now, I've used this example and this analogy for years inside of my business with my clients that why is it that, you know, somebody going to medical school, two people, right? Two people going to medical school, one becomes a GP, a general practitioner, right? So your regular run-of-the-mill doctor still got a degree, still has all the skills, but is doing work that is allowing them to be a general surgeon or a general practitioner, generalist, okay? Generalist in the field of their expertise. And then you have, on the flip side, somebody who's gone to school. We have actually several several family members who are specialized in the field of medicine. And, oh gosh, I think our cousin Megan might be, she's like, a specialist for a very specific type of cancer. I think it might be like liver liver cancer or something. There's very, very few of them in the world. And so she is extremely in demand and is constantly busy. Like she doesn't have to go searching for work because what she does is so highly specialized. They essentially will pay her whatever she wants in order for her to do the work that she does. Now you may be thinking, well, Susan, I am not blah, blah, blah insert in the blank. I'm telling you right now that there is a very specific type of skill set that you have that is uniquely suited to a certain subset of people. That's your niche. We're not talking about your niche. I'm talking about your gift and your skill set that the more specialized that you can go, the easier it will be for you to command top dollar prices. How do I know this? We have tons and tons of examples in the real world, out there in the wild that we can pull and draw from. So this is not a new concept, but where you may be getting stuck is, but Susan, I wanna help everybody, right? My area of expertise isn't just for insert in the blank. I know it's not, but in order for you to get top dollar, in order for you to have a wait list, and be completely booked out and have your pick of the litter in terms of how many and who you wanna work with. If you are a specialist who is in high demand, people will come to you. You no longer have to chase after clients. And I want you to think and consider that if there's something there that resonates with you, that is compelling you to go, I want that, that this is, by far the most important strategy out of the three that I'm going to, to talk to you about today, that the more that you specialize in your specific area of expertise for the specific people that you help. So yes, niche is part of that or niche is part of that, but it first begins with you and your skill set, and you get to determine that. And when I realized this, and I'm going to tell you right now, I did not do this on my own. It is very challenging usually for you to figure out your unique perspective, your specialty, because it typically comes so easily for you. Like it's gotten to the point now where it is unconscious competence. You don't think about how competent you are, how masterful you are for that particular combination of skills. 
But I'm going to guess that even if you are a copywriter, a graphic designer, a lawyer, an accountant, a coach, a consultant, whatever is your area of expertise, that the unique combination of how you have come to put those things together, I mean, nobody else has lived your life except for you. Nobody else has experienced your experiences, even your siblings, in the same way that you have. And as a result, you have a very different, unique perspective. That all comes together in your specialty, in the the unique way that you specialize in the area of expertise that you have. And your inability to communicate that or understand and perceive it is probably the thing that's getting in the way. And as a result, you want to help everybody. And while you can, you can probably help more people if you do this correctly, it's going to make things more challenging for you if you don't hone in on your expertise. So I'm going to give you an example of somebody who I just heard her story a week ago. And I thought, man, if that doesn't show the power of specialization, and yes, in some ways it is going niche, but really and truly the niche is not so important. It was all about her owning her expertise. And so what she is and and still does is she is a yoga teacher. Okay. So she owned a yoga studio, you know, does health and wellness, but with the pandemic, guess what happened? Through no fault of her own, her studio shut down, right? Because back at the beginning, a lot of brick and mortar businesses, especially those that were dealing with a high volume of, of people that would be in close proximity with one another, aka gyms, fitness studios, and the like, they were forced to shut down. They were forced to close their doors. And she was no exception. So at the end of the day, she was closed for at least six months. She had already paid her rent. She was paying staff, like all these overhead costs for running a traditional brick and mortar store. And as she sat there and she thought, man, I miss my people. I miss being able to connect with them. I mean, she was doing this business because it also is very highly fulfilling for her. And she loves what she does. She was no longer able to do it in the same way that she was doing it before. And as she was just having fun with people and she was doing things virtually because she had shifted and and started moving things virtually. So that worked. And one of the things that she was doing was helping people walk on their hands, walk on their hands. So generalist yoga teacher, specialist, I help you walk on your hands. She has made multiple six figures just doing that. And I will tell you, because if right now your mind isn't just like, right? During a pandemic, during lockdown, during economic crisis and challenge, during shifts and pivots that we've all had to negotiate and go through, that instead of going and just saying, I'm not going to be able to do any of this right now, that she thought about the skill set the individual skill set out of all the things that she teaches and all the things that she could do. And she narrowed it down. And here's how this happened. Because again, she didn't think that this was anything wonderful or magnificent. She literally, I think, was was doing this on a class. And one of her students asked her, can you teach me how to do that? And she said, what, what, which, what do you want? What do you want to know? What are you talking about? She said, you walk on your hands. Can you teach me how to do that? 
and her mind was blown wide open because this is a skill set that she has had since childhood, since before her formal yoga education. And as a result, this was just something fun that she had done her almost her entire life. And as a former competitive gymnast, I was cheering so loud for her as I heard the story, because that is something that I've done my entire life as well until recently with changes in my health. And the fact that that is something that could create so much joy, right? So much purpose, but also so much profit for her and her business and create a whole new opportunity because instead of going and saying, I'm going to keep doing what I've always been doing and just do it in a different way, just go online and, and do the same old, same old that she allowed and encouraged herself to be open to new opportunities and went specialized. And as a result, she went very, very, very fast and generated revenue very, very, very fast in a very specific new to her niche. Yes, she had people that would you know, be congruent because it wasn't so far away from what she was doing that it was a completely different industry. But really, I mean, yoga versus walking on your hands, that's not exactly the same thing, right? And so I want you to think about for yourself, where are you robbing yourself of an opportunity to go narrow and deep and go really, really in depth with something that you have a unique skill set on that could change somebody's lives and impact them for the better, just like this amazing human being. The second strategy, you need to communicate your value. And I know sometimes this, again, you can't read the label from inside the bottle. This is very difficult to quantify oftentimes, because again, we take for granted our own level of expertise. It is hard to own the value when you don't understand how valuable what you do is for someone else. This is where it's really important that you gain perspective in, in looking at how does this make things better for somebody else, right? How does this improve their lives? And even entertainment has a value to it. Why do we spend so many hours on social media, watching Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus? I recently just got a notification as a Disney Plus subscriber that the value of my subscription was going to go up because they have realized this service, right, especially during a pandemic, has become even more valuable as they've continued to add in more programming, more opportunities, that there is even it has become an even more valuable resource, a source of entertainment, a source of escape, a source of pleasure, a source of connection with families. So many different things that instead of the original price, which I think is like $89.99, it has now gone up to $119.99. Now in the grand scheme of things, that's not a huge price increase, but as an absolute dollar, that is a 33% increase in, I think, a year, maybe a little bit more. Now, you may be thinking, good on them, Disney, because they're Disney. Of course, they can charge more because they're Disney. Here's the thing, though. We all have opportunities like this where we can communicate our value vis-a-vis -vis what our clients perceive to be valuable. And it's not upon us to convince somebody that we are valuable, that we have value, you have value regardless of what it is that you do or say or think or, or, or 
you know, put out in the world. As a person, as a human being, you are inherently valuable, right? There is no amount of worthiness that you need to prove. But the products and the services that you create, the help and the expertise that is contained inside of that, that has a perception of value. And if you can't communicate the value, it is going to be challenging for other people without knowing what it is that it does to be able to communicate the value better than you. Now, ideally, there's a meeting of the worlds, right? A meeting of the minds where what you communicate and what your clients and ideal clients perceive of you start to meld together. That is a beautiful harmony where you never have to feel like you're selling yourself because there is desire, there is commitment, and it goes boom and creates this like amazing uh, symphony of I want what you have and I can get it if I pay this amount. So when you think about that, the more value that you have and the more value that you create in the market, the easier it is for you to command a higher dollar. Now, you may be thinking, but what if people don't buy? Here's the thing. The 80-20 rule applies across all industries, across all situations. It is statistically one of those things where you just break everything down, 80-20, 80-20, 80-20. That means that right now, there is 20% of the people that are already connected to you or already looking for what it is that you do that are willing to pay a premium price tag. And if you were to consider out of 100 people, if 20 people paid you the price that you actually want to charge, would you be making more than if you were to serve the other 80 at the lower price point? Just some food for thought. Because I know based off of my history and based off of my data that from the work that I already do with clients inside of my current online business, as well as the ones that I've done throughout my corporate career, including the startup that I created from zero to 15 million in 18 months, the vast majority of that revenue that was generated, 80%, give or take, of that revenue was actually created from 20% of the client base that we had. So for me to spend a lot of time and effort tailoring my products and services to a mass market that, number one, would take a lot more effort and energy to create, number two, would create a lot more effort and energy, support and resources, including money, including time, to service, at some point, it doesn't quite make sense, right? And so for me to build a sustainable business, I need, I need both, absolutely. I'm not gonna say no to mass market or no to premium clients, but what I need to recognize and I want you to recognize is that I communicate the value of what it looks like to work with me in either one of those scenarios such that I can get paid whatever I want based off of the results and the outcomes and the transformation that I help create with clients for clients, through clients, through my work. Now, you may be thinking, and this will go into strategy number three, which is all about productizing your expertise. So when you productize your expertise, you may be thinking, well, how does it actually help me to get paid more? Because here's the thing, as an expert, right? 
in order for you to, to get paid the most. So I was sitting on um, a training from Darren Hardy and he had suggested that, well, not suggested, he said, right? He's a uh, world renowned speaker and business owner, thought leader, and he gets paid $65,000 for a one hour keynote. That is a proven fact, right? So in order to have access to him to speak at your event, then you want him as a keynote, you would have to be able to pay him $65,000. So number one, he is specialized in leadership and, and his unique area, right? Number two, he has communicated value in saying, here's what I'm going to deliver to you. And here's my proven track record. And here's all the things that I provide to you as the event producer and the event host and what you can expect. And number three, that if you can't afford to access him as a keynote speaker, and you still want to have access to him, you still want to learn from him, he has several ways to be able to do this outside of going to an event and, and listen to him speak, right? He has his books, he has his courses, he has his community, he even has his free email newsletter where he does videos. So all of these different components have allowed him to productize his level of expertise. And as a result, and I'm not saying that you need to do all of these or create all of these all at once. I'm saying that if you are able to start productizing your area of expertise, for me, that's done through Sales Master Society, through Sell With More Ease, through my upcoming accelerator, as I create more and more of these products and services so that I can help people at different levels. And if you happen to be stumbling on this show, this episode, you'll see perhaps some links below of how I've done the same thing. That instead of you spending an hour with me and, and paying anywhere from $1,500 plus, right? Because that typically has been what people have paid me in the past to spend a day with me at $5,000 plus, that when you're able to sit down and go, okay, I want access to Susan's expertise, but that's not going to fit for what I need to do, that instead of me spending the time and trading time for money and hours for dollars, where a lot of us as experts, that's where we start. And that's totally fine. But as you begin to start helping more people, this is where the real leverage becomes, uh, you know, exponential. Because this way, you can help people and you command premium prices for access, for customization, for support, right? For personalization around the things that, that people are wanting. And then the more tried and true path around some of the things. So for me, you know, the starting place for all of my clients is my six-figure fast track, which we'll link up in the show notes for you below because that's brand new, uh, taken outside of the vault. In the past, it was hidden away and you may have already gotten access to it. But if you go on my website or you went on my website not too long ago, you wouldn't have been able to see it. We have decided to pull it right to the forefront because this is a way for me to help more people. And instead of paying thousands of dollars to do so in order to get direct access to me, you can do this for, at this point, a lower cost investment, right? Less than maybe a couple of dinners out. And by doing that, you're going to have the foundation and building blocks in order to create your own six-figure business. It's the exact strat strategies and steps that I used to create my first six figures when I had no idea what I was doing in the online space. I had an extensive offline business background, but online was a completely different animal.
I productized myself. And as a result, I'm going to get paid more because now you can have access to different areas of my expertise without me having to be there with you, be there in the room with you, spend the hour with you. And as a result, some people are going to want the premium offers and others are going to use the products that I've created. And if you do this, it will allow you to continue to differentiate yourself as not only an expert, but a thought leader and somebody who has a larger body of work. Now, hear me plain and clear. This is not about creating every product under the sun. This is about really ensuring that people know how to work with you. And I was in another community today, and I'll give you this last example, where it took a while for things to click in right? As sometimes they do when we are trying to figure out our own level of expertise and how to get paid more when we have a desire of what we see as the vision, but we can't quite see the pathway to get there, even though all the building blocks may be laid out in front of us. And so over the last couple of years, two or three years, as he sat down and really honed in on his expertise and his methodology, it led him to create a book, okay? So he's in the, the career coaching uh, industry. And it's all about finding your dream job in leveraging who you are and what you love to do and what lights you up and finding a career path that is aligned to that. Now, that is amazing, right? So for his ideal clients, he has a four-part framework that he has now sat down and done the work of figuring this out, honing in and become really specialized in his industry. He's not just a regular career coach. He is very, very specific about finding your dream job, right? And lining that up with your dream desires. So he's created almost like a Myers-Briggs typing for his career people. This book is the framework. And when people go through the book, which is a productized version of his expertise, guess what happens? Well, in his situation, he has had people directly reach out to him to not only purchase his program, which is a more in-depth, hands-on way of getting the content of the book, because the framework is the framework is the framework. His methodology is not going to change from one, um, one type of, of access versus another. And he's also been able to then position himself as the expert, the go-to expert in this, and he has now signed a high-end premium coaching slash consulting client as a result of productizing his expertise. So if you think that it might cheapen your brand to have something that is low cost or low ticket, I would encourage you to think about what I just shared. I have made multiple six figures, like lots of, of funds. And even in my corporate career, we sold products and services for free, zero, zero. Okay, and everything under the sun up to multiple million dollar portfolios. And the reason for that is because when you're able to allow people to understand your, the value of your, your expertise and encourage them to purchase something that makes the most sense for where they are in their journey, you don't have to be all things to all people. You have to be the right thing to the right person at the right time. And when you're able to make that happen, you can absolutely command higher prices. You can absolutely get paid more for your expertise because you will be the go-to person for your ideal clients. And that's what I want for you. So let's quickly recap the top three strategies, okay? So the very first one was to specialize. Stop being a generalist. 
Number two, that you have to be more effective about communicating the value that your expertise provides for your ideal clients. And number three, start to productize your level of expertise so that people have different options and opportunities depending on how they want to access your information and your unique viewpoint of how you communicate that expertise in your own unique way. So I hope this was helpful. Again, if you need help with this, because it's very challenging for us to often do this on our own and getting help from somebody who can do it, that is guiding you through the process. Even if you've already seen success, if you've hit a plateau with your income and you know that you were meant to do more, bigger, better, higher, and do it in a way that is going to elevate your level of expertise in a new and different perspective, I would encourage you to come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society. SalesMasterySociety.com is where you're going to be able to find more details. I would love to see you on the other side, and we will talk to you in the very next episode. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.